When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with this shit. Hmm. True. Late nights, early You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, is the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. What's that with it, Wealth Builders? It's your boy, David Bellard, one of the founders of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Coming at you live, season five. You already know what the deal is, man. I got my brother with me. my dog, Jalen Clark. Jalen, how you living, player? What's popping with y'all, man? I'm doing great, dog. I can't complain. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. How, uh, I'm black-tastic, Black-tastic. It's Black History, black History Month, Month, y'all. I'm blackity, black, 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 black y'all. y'all. I've been black 365, but we extra I've black I've been black since the womb. Hey, you is kind of black. Hey, man, I love it, too. Stop hating on my chocolate skin. Hey, man. I ain't never been a, a colorist when it comes to okay, the melanin. Well, yeah, just say you, you got the melanin, my brother. Appreciate it. I got a whole lot of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But nah. So I'm. We just wrapped up Black History Month. I'm feeling blacktastic. You know what I'm saying? We black 365 days of the year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, man, we back at it again for another episode of the pod. Uh, I think as promised last time, we told y'all on the 22 lessons of 2022. 
We was going to give y'all a couple more episodes where it's just Jalen and myself uh, sharing some information, getting out some knowledge, and our perspective on a few different things. So that's what we're here for today. It's going to be a personal pod. So y'all stay tapped in, tuned in to what we got to talk about today. I'm ready for it, dog. Let's right. get into it, man. So uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, some stuff that I've seen recently. And that's the big legal wins of mm. uh, some black entertainers, entrepreneurs that made me think about the larger conversation of protecting yourself in business. Because yeah. I think that's something that we don't discuss enough as a community. So very recently, um, Flo Rida won his case against the company Celsius. He, won, he was awarded an $82 million settlement for, I think it was, the initial value was like $30,000 of options that he was supposed to be given in the company whenever he did a performance back for them. I think it was like in 2014, right? So it was a while ago and the company never, they never fulfilled their end of the contract. So he went through the legal process and he was awarded $82 million on a case that was initially 30,000. And Another case that was brought to my attention just recently um, was with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. With the Bacardi situation, right? So I, we reported about it on our page. Uh, so before we get into Jay-Z, yeah. I kind of want to break down the Flo Rida okay, situation get, get to and it. everything like that. Um, so Flo Rida, he had an endorsement deal with Celsius. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct. So he had an endorsement deal with Celsius. And through that endorsement deal... It was money that was paid, but he was also issued shares of the company. Mm-hmm. So he was granted equity in the company, right? Um, and what he sued for was a breach of contract for failure to award his stock options. Like once the you know situation had ended and everything like that. Um, and what he ended up doing is, once again, he had some lawyers review everything. Um, and his big complaint was it was a silver complaint that he increased the value of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the partnership was from 2012 to I think 2014, 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was from that period, right? And the company didn't go public until 2017. Mm-hmm. So what the company is saying is shares started off at this amount and it ended up rising after our partnership our deal was done with him mm-hmm. so how could he have increased the value of the company mm-hmm. but at the same time you didn't award the contract that you initially signed with him exactly because i still him. have the shares yeah i still have ownership and i didn't exercise that right well, I, so with his options right I believe it would have been the options to the option to purchase. I think it was two hundred fifty thousand. It was two hundred fifty thousand shares. Two hundred fifty thousand shares of stock in the company, and we're talking pre IPO prices. So while the company can argue that, it's hard to say that. Yeah, you can argue that he didn't increase the value directly, but we're talking about protecting yourselves legally in business, right? The way this contract is structured. You didn't do what you were supposed to do, and that's why Florida was awarded the win in this mm-hmm. this situation, which I think is crazy to me. The fact that something that 
started off so could have been minuscule and I'm pretty sure like those 250,000 shares at the time weren't worth what anything near what they were now, right? No. Cuz Celsius is a company. I think they're also going through other legal troubles. Um they just had a scandal with uh for false class marketing. Action yeah, they had lawsuit. a class action lawsuit that was just placed on them. Because they were saying there was no preservatives in their drinks. And that was one of the things that helped skyrocket their growth. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of looked like shady business practices on their part. Um, And I think that's part of why, like, the jury that was over this trial went ahead and awarded Florida the damages. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I thought was real interesting uh, looking into this case. Is that in court cases, when it comes to, like, breaches of contract and business... Court courts typically like to award damages in the form of monetary damages instead of giving like stipulations. So instead of just having them actually follow through and like that would be like, okay, well y'all gotta sell them the stock options now. Y'all gotta give them the one percent stock. There's it's harder for a court to enact that because it's mm-hmm. still a public I mean it's still a, a business at the end of the day. Like I'm not the people on the board. I'm not the people that's going to actually issue the shares. So it's a lot easier just to be like, Hey, pay y'all money and keep it going. And so with the thing I'm reading right now, right. One of the things is what we were talking about with Vernon on the previous episode is how he was talking about, you know, equity coin. I have to get a lawyer involved to exercise my shares and all of that. This is kind of that same thing, right? Celsius is now public and on a publicly traded company. But at that time, his shares were issued like paper shares. Mm -hmm. So with that, having them lawyers, having the right people, right? They were able to say that the company hit metrics and thresholds that were in the agreement for the endorsement deal. And they didn't, they also didn't, uh, Award, award was, whenever the, the it was options. due. Once again, going back to what you're saying with the poor business uh, practices, right? Like the man is he 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 had your uh, product in a song. He was out we, in- we put an agreement together, right? We said no different than the NFL contract. Yep, it's like okay, you hit these statistics, you hit these metrics, or uh, NFL contract, uh, a vested business agreement. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. These are the metrics that we need you to hit. If you can generate us $50,000 a month or you can get our product to go from $10,000 in sales to $15,000 in sales, more people are coming and purchasing it. Like you said, at the end of the day, the metrics were hit, so you have to follow through with that contract. Mm. And if you don't follow through, you can end up getting bit in the ass a whole lot later for trying to do shady business shit. And one of the things with the Florida thing, though, um, the company can appeal. They can appeal two separate ways. The first way is just by uh, asking the judge to overturn it. And then the later way was actually by appealing the case uh, to the state appeals court. So there is an opportunity for the company to possibly get it appealed, yeah. maybe and to get it the value lowered. But I if, if, think, if it all stands, 
I definitely Pay that man. think like even if right if they get the value lower to what it would be currently worth, I think with like the this valuation of the company worth seventy five man. I thought it was like twenty something mil for what the shares would be worth. Like uh, twenty seven mil is a number that I had found. I I just saw like seventy five mil is what uh Florida lawyers was saying that it was worth. Hmm. And that was coming from Billboard, by the way, just for the source that where I just pulled this from. Yeah. So Billboard is saying $75 million evaluation, right? Or for just those stocks in that company, 250,000 shares. That's nuts, bro. That's really nuts, the fact that they did not pay this man the, the shares then. Because he, think about what, he, he might have sold that shit four years ago. But just because they didn't want to do what they were supposed to do. Now you now you got awarded damage, and I feel like the chance of an appeal really is something that's significant. Like I think that it could get lowered in a appeals mm-hmm. court simply because like the damages awarded are technically worth more than what the shares themselves are. Um, but who knows? Whenever, like you- I said, if it's Stan, pay that man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of man, men getting paid, bro, another one um, that I saw was Jay Z. Yeah, shout out to Hove. Yeah, so uh, we reported on the Black Wealth Renaissance page whenever it was initially coming out through Complex that uh, Jay Z had a, he legal, had a potential legal, legal issue going on with Bacardi Ducé. over the Duce partnership. Mm-hmm. So they're fifty fifty partners on Bacardi. I mean Bacardi and Jay Z's company SC Liquor. They were fifty fifty partners on the Duce brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Z was. Stating that he had an option in their contract, right? We're talking about protecting yourself legally right now. In your contract, the way his contract with them was structured, he had the option to sell his portion of the business back to them. So whenever he offered to sell his portion of the business, they hit him with a lowball number. Mm-hmm. And he was like... He countered. He, he countered with $1.5 billion. And... Whenever he countered with the one, he they hit him with five hundred million for fifty percent, and he countered with one point five billion. And what Jay Z was saying was that they weren't there was a lack of financial transparency. Mm-hmm. They weren't opening up the books the way they were supposed to. And he so, also said that they weren't uh, taking the right. They weren't doing right by the brand of Duce as well. It, they were trying to systemically undervalue it. Mm-hmm. Doing taking steps to lessen the value of the brand itself so that they could buy it from him for cheaper and shrouding the paper the paperwork because I think the actual company so Duce Duce was managed like the company is owned by B- the Bacardi family mm-hmm. but it was a different company under their umbrella called Empire that manages all the business operations of the brand and that was the company that was accused of the mismanagement mismanagement and lack of financial transparency. Mm-hmm. But I say this to say, right now, Jay Z has just been able to resolve this legal battle and he was able to sell 50% of his stake in do say so 50% of his 50%. So 25% of the company he sold to Bacardi mm-hmm. and empire so and they cashed him out at seven hundred fifty million is what the reported number is. It's between five hundred and seven hundred fifty million. I've seen seven fifty was the reported number, but mm-hmm. I know we we'll never get the exact number, right? Yeah. So between five hundred and 
seven fifty for mm-hmm. half. Yeah, he sold a twenty five percent stake. And so now Bacardi owns seventy five. He owns twenty five, and he still retaining ownership in the brand while also cashing out on a major bag. And that's simply because whenever he entered into this relationship, all those years ago, mm-hmm. it was about having the right contracts in place. And I know we're talking about. I I, I kind of want to talk about that as well, the 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 ownership piece, right? Him having this fifty percent ownership, being a majority owner in the business, it did allow him to exercise this right, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times with business, especially in our community. People are always upset whenever people sell and exercise that right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what he did because he sold portion of it, but he's still benefiting from the 25% that he's going to be a part of the company, right? He's still going to be able to get dividends and get payouts on the brand. And then it's also going to continue to keep on value, uh, keep on Increasing the value, right? So now that the value is increasing, maybe that 25% might turn to a billion next, the next time he decides to say, okay, you know what? I'm done with the business. Let me get out of it. What's up, family? It is that time of the year again. That's right. I'm talking about tax time. So attention all business owners and high earning individuals. We have something special for you. Take control of your finances with the tailored tax planning services of Magnolia Tax Services. Their team of experts specialize in maximizing savings for individuals and businesses by utilizing the latest tax laws and strategies. On average, they save their clients $17,500. So contact our partners at Magnolia Tax Services today for a consultation and you receive $100 off of your services. Use that link below or go to blackrothrenaissance.com slash taxes. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. I'd like you to get some training. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. That's a fact. And that's one of the beautiful things about ownership, right? Because I know we you just said, like, a lot of times people in our community, they get real upset about people who own things, selling them. And I'm a strong advocate of ownership, but ownership is about options. 
we've seen the same thing happen. Dr. Dre sold his masters. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people was like, he sold a portion of his catalog as well. So very similar to this Jay-Z thing. And a lot of people are like talking of it strictly from an ownership standpoint, where it's like, well, if he kept ownership, he will receive X amount of payout for years and in perpetuity, which is true. But I think sometimes we don't often evaluate the opportunity cost of just taking that passive cash flow. And sometimes just going, what would be the benefit of cashing out? Because if I take this bag that I'm currently getting, like Dre was 200 million. Jay-Z is 315. And I think Dre was making like 10 mil a year off of the catalog. That So for Dre, right? 200 million cash out, 10 mil a year off the catalog. He'd have had to wait 20 years to get the 200 M's. In 20 years, is Dr. Dre's music still as relevant as it is now? I don't think that it's not. But at the same time, in 20 years, will he be able to benefit from the 200 million as well, right? Like you're saying, the opportunity cost. He gets the 200 million. What can he now leverage with 200 million? What type of he can go to the bank and get a what, loan? What type of down payment is two hundred million on? Let's say he wants to go start a new business function, a uh, new business venture. Uh, maybe he's creating some new product that we don't know about. Because um, we got to remember, he sold Beats by Dre as well. Made, Apple. Ha- made half a B off of that one. Like so, maybe he maybe he's planning that, or maybe he's just like you know what? I don't want to have to worry about that. I don't want to have to worry about making sure that distro kid is sending me my royalties and all of this and that. Maybe I don't want to, you know, really, really have to think about this while I'm getting old with age. Or maybe he's saying, you know what, I'm going to go buy me an apartment complex. Or maybe Jay-Z and some other rappers, they might be going to buy some type of NFL team or some type of team where, hey, you know what, I actually need this capital. Mm. I think... The issue is, too, and now I'm thinking about it, I think too many of us think about what we would do with the money if it was ours, and they assume that just because it's not theirs that the other person is doing it to fuck it off. And it's like, I don't think these people are selling these assets with the intent to just, all right, y'all, we got $20 million. Let's everybody just go waste this money and fuck around. Like, nah, I don't think that's the reality of it. I definitely think it's a situation where people are selling these assets to acquire more assets because that's the game of wealth at the end of the day. Like, that's diversifying your portfolio. Like you said, they could be taking this and you could take the 200 mil and go buy dividend stocks and get <laughs> get crazy dividends for the rest of your life. Like, it, it's mean, other you ways. You just go put 10, 10 M's on, on some fire dividend stocks, you're good. But, like, it's always just kind of, I think sometimes it's looked at from a lack perspective. But I did want to get back to that conversation of just um, protecting yourself in business, right? Because I know we're talking about a high level with these multi-million dollar transactions. But for the small business owner, everyday entrepreneur, that's something that's very, very critical. And you need to understand the type of agreements that you're getting yourself into. You need to understand that, like, whenever you're operating a business, especially like small business, you're new, you're coming into this world. Uh, you may start with friends, you may start with family. And a lot of times it's on some, oh man, we got this great idea, we're going to make I it happen. I trust you, you trust me, yeah. we got good chemistry. 
I like trust that. you. Yeah. You trust me. We're a happy family. The Barney song, nigga. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Just a nigga here. But, like, no amount of trust can help you. And we talked about this with Gene just mm-hmm. recently, right? Like, yeah, you may know, like, and trust this person, but you don't know what's going to happen two years down the line, three years down the line, six months down the line, if y'all take off or if the profits start coming in. Even like Gene said, maybe they act a whole totally different way in business. So it's incredibly important that we understand the things that we need to be having in place to make sure that we're protecting ourselves. So like just when we starting from the very bare bones basics beginning, whenever you form in an LLC, you go into the the secretary of state, you getting your business structure, you selecting the structure, you divvying up your ownership. There's this thing called an operating agreement that I feel like we don't talk about nearly enough. At all. And it, a lot of people either tell you just get your generic operating agreement template offline and use that. But we had to learn personally, like, yo, this operating agreement, it does need to be specific. And you need to understand what's in that operating agreement. If you use something that's general and tailored, General in a template, you still need to understand what is your operating agreement because you submitted this to the state and now you have to abide by this operating agreement. This is legal. Whatever's what moving for, your business. Exactly. It's basically like a marriage license or whatever. Like these are your business bylaws. Like your operating agreement dictates how you're gonna operate in your business, right? So when we say operating agreement, we're talking about who does what? What are roles and responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Who owns what? What I, happens if it's time to sell? I could tell you right now. So I'm looking at our operating agreement right now. I can tell you what we have in it, right? So the first part is the formation. This is telling you the formation of the business, the what type of business it is, the structure, who's going to be the re- the registered agents, uh, what the certain definitions are, right? The second part of the operating agreement is the members and the membership interests. So who this owns de- what? yes, this defines who owns what and how much of what they do own. What are they interested in? Like, which parts of the business they actually can control? Who, and think- who put up money? Because that's another part of that, right? Yes. Who's invested what? Because chances are, you starting a business, somebody may have capital, somebody may not. Who invested what? How does that break down into the splits? And not just on no handshake, hey, my dog, I trust you. Like, no, let's write it down and get it on paper. Another another part of the member is the admission of new members. What does it look like if your business does start to expand and you want to bring on another partner, right? Mm-hmm. You have to abide by whatever this is. So maybe, you know, you got another person coming on and now in your membership admission, it says, okay, each member has to give up 1% in order for you know, 1% equally or whatever it is, whatever you put in that operating agreement that you have to abide by that. Right. It also goes into the rights and duties of the members. Again, this, these are the governing bylaws. So like what, what does each person's responsibility look like to the business? This is what you're supposed to do. This is what, by being a owner of this business, this is what this entails for you. Like not just saying, Because duties, we hear duties and like, okay, that's what you do. But rights, think about your rights as a human being. Like, what are the rights of being a business owner in this business? Mm -hmm. And that's that's specific to you. Like, as an owner of this business, you have the right and the option to sell, 
should you want to sell, right? These are different things that you need to line out and discuss. Actively be thinking about. So Article 3 goes into the management of the company, meetings, and votings, right? So you need to understand who's going to be the manager of the company. This is the person who's going to be going to the bank. They'll be able to make withdrawals, be able to make uh, different changes to the bank account and things like that. You need to define that, especially if you are a multi-member LLC or partnership. Especially if if the work is divided differently, right? So that's something that we learn through experience. So if you're, again, different businesses, it may go into different, right? It might be three of y'all. One person just had the capital. Other two people were the people that was doing the work. So who's what? The manager, if the person who put the capital up not going to be working as much, right? Why would you label them a manager? Why would you label them a manager? They're not available to do those things. The people who are going to be operating the business day to day, those are the people who you should consider your managers. Um, there's also like terms for the managers, how long the manager should be doing it. Um, you know, it's, is it till death? Is it till they're removed? Um, what is the resonation uh, process? Like all of that is the is, uh, defined in the operating agreement. Um, there's also officers, once again, meetings. Um, this is something that how is your business operating? Are you abiding by these meetings? If you're a corporation, you uh, have, to, you have to have these meetings. You have to have minutes. You have to have taxes. You have to have documentation. Like David said, this is going to be a part of your taxes, right? And this is a lot of things that people aren't talking about in business. That- this is how you play business for real. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Allergy season is just around the corner, and Brio, the innovative air purifier, can help. Brio quickly removes common allergens, including pollen and pet dander, and deep cleans without filter clogging, so it's more effective than HEPA. Brio's long-life filters save you money, too. Breathe easy this spring with Brio, the advanced air purifier that's ideal for every room in your home. And get 15% off Brio using code IHEART at BrioAirPurifier.com. That's code IHEART at B-R-I-O AirPurifier.com. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor... 
State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You have to have these things. You have to practice these things. It's not just having the things. It's practicing them as well. So it's not. Yeah, you just. I like you said that because it's not just right now the operating agreement. Right. This is like your business's Bible. This is your business's laws. This is the way your business lives. So it's like these things that you're writing out. These are the practices that you intend to enact in your business, and not just intend to, but follow through on. And by having this in this structure in place, it just gives you a clear idea of what you're trying to do. And then I just want to continue to stress that part. When you stepping into anything, right? We seen the Jay Z thing. He had an option to sell, and to to the company, right? Um, I think they, the technical term for it in this contract was like a put option to sell mm-hmm. his shares to the company. You need to, at whatever scale you are, discuss dissolution. If everything fell apart. What does it look like? If this great idea that we had didn't pan out. What does it look like? Who's responsible for what? If somebody want to take the mantle, what does that look like? What do the buyout terms look like? Is it, I give you... Do we get an independent company to come in and evaluate the business? Are you able to name your price? Um, are we paying a residual royalty? How are we going to div- divide up this business if shit hits the fan and it doesn't go well? Because as we know, in business, nine out of ten businesses do not make it past five years. Mm-hmm. So if you're not... And this is not to say you're planning for your business to fail, but if you're not actively considering that possibility and putting the proper measures in place, you're doing yourself a disservice. Hmm. So, and some of the other parts that, that it goes into, like David was just talking about, um, the buyout, it goes into what is the transfer restrictions. It defines what's our fiscal year, right? Some companies' fiscal years start on October. Some companies' fiscal years start in May. So all of these things are things that have to be taken into account. Uh, another part that I want to talk about is death, right? What if what if one of your members die? What are you the need, procedures? You need to define that, right? Is the family of that person retaining the ownership? Or does the company absorb the ownership and pay out the family? Mm-hmm. These are all things that you need to be thinking about, right? What What is the... Do sub- you have insurance policies mm-hmm. for that? I was just about to get it. What is the surviving members and what are the insurance policies that are being taken uh, care of, right? It's also determining how you determine your business uh, purchase value, like you were just saying. Are you getting an independent company? Is it uh, off of... The um the revenue market uh, value is it revenue value? What 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 do you have to do to determine these things? Um, Article nine goes into scope of duties indemnification. Indemnification. Why the fuck? Indemnification. I couldn't get that word off of shit. And advancement. But the whole thing with just bringing up this operating agreement once again is protecting yourself making sure that your business is structured properly, making sure that your business has some type of guideline. And we didn't even get into like actual business plans as well. This is just one part. And we're not bringing this up to scare anyone, but we are bringing this up to make sure that you're prepared and operating your business properly. Like 
we're about operating a sustainable business, right? And protecting yourself legally. And through our personal experience, it's like having that documentation is a great aid whenever things aren't going great. Because now you have a blueprint. You have a game plan. It's not like... It's not emotions. It's not emotions. It's like, look, this is what the contract says. This is what this is what we all agreed upon. And for our, our multi-member LLCs, partnership people that do not have an operating agreement in place or you're just operating under the state standard bylaws, I highly suggest that you sit down with your team and you can go through like you can go through a generic version of an operating agreement and add on. But I highly suggest that you go through the process with a lawyer. Um, it's very beneficial to have someone who understands how legal language and legal deals work so that you're getting the best crafted and defined operating agreement for your situation where you and your partners are in alignment. Because unfortunately, things may not always go as planned, but if you plan for when things don't go as planned, you can prevent poor performance. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's all. That's all I got on the operating agreement uh, yeah. topic, bro. Cover your ass. That's that's all I got on. Cover the- your ass. Um, right. Another topic. Another topic. Netflix. Netflix. The big flicks. They had everyone in disarray. I think Netflix was dying. They I had everyone. Lie. They had everyone scared. I've been saying Netflix ain't gonna make it. I'm a believer they're going to lose the streaming wars. Yeah, he's been saying that shit since like 2019. I, I'm telling you, I don't, think, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for them boys. I don't think they did either. Let's talk about what Netflix just did. So Netflix, right? We all know that they start, they've been saying for months, we're cracking down on the passwords. We and not letting that shit fly no more. We're cracking down on it. And there was an article that came out that Netflix was going to require the devices to tap into the home IP of wherever it's registered at every 31 days. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, you're traveling out of country, backpacking in Europe, and you got your handy Living dandy your fire life. stick. These motherfuckers wanted you to travel back to America to tap back into your IP address. Um, but a Netflix... Which is uh, obviously unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, a Netflix spoke, spokesperson did state that, that those details came out prematurely. And that that wasn't uh, fully the plan, but they are uh-huh. reneging on the password sharing. Yeah, why do you think they're reneging on the password sharing? I'll tell you why. It's because when they seen the public backlash of, I'm gonna just let it go. <laughs> fuck it then. Like I'm not gonna buy Netflix because I already got these other streaming services. It's like, hmm. Well, <laughs> we might as well just keep up because. What Netflix has going for it right now is virality. Virality and first to market. With their content, right? Mm-hmm. So, Well, I was just saying first to market as a streaming service in that's general. That's true. That's true. But sometimes first don't always mean best, right? It's, it's not. But it's still the fact that they established that brand loyalty way before everyone else. But they established brand loyalty off of password sharing. Like it was. It's funny. I see the tweet they posted. It was like uh, sharing the password is love. Yeah, and somebody like, like quoted him like, "This you, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, Netflix, this you." Like y'all just said, y'all about to stop this shit. I thought that was love, you know. Like 
but the culture that they've built around their company is one of that like password sharing. It's, they released a report a report in 2019. I ain't gonna lie. I used to always think they was crazy for allowing it to happen too. I ain't gonna Bro, lie. They they estimated that they was losing like a billion in revenue. Jesus. Every year due to password sharing. Because think about how many devices it is that do you have a personal Netflix? Bro, on my fucking PS4, I still got one of my college roommates, sisters. Fucking shits signed in on my Netflix. I said, like, how many people do you know that actually have Netflix? My grandma. It's like one or two my people. Mama. <laughs> you should, you typically know one or two people that have it, and then everybody else use their shit. So for them, like, again, while it's, it's revenue hurt, wise, it's, it's it may hurt. Subscribe like. They have people logging in, but they're not gaining new subscribers. They're not gaining new subscribers. So what I think that they're, the solution that they've presented that I think is actually a lot smarter, instead of just saying, hey, we're going to stop password sharing, they said, and this is just something that they pitched out. I don't know if they're actually going to follow through. They might renege like the password sharing. But they're going to start charging $3 for sub accounts on accounts. So if you're the person with... The, your grandma who got the Netflix password and all the grandkids using it now on top of her was Netflix like fourteen ninety nine a month some shit like that some some crazy name. on top of her fourteen ninety nine those other five profiles or whatever additional amount they consider a sub account now it's gonna be a t- an extra three dollars on top of it a month and I think that stopped people from canceling I ain't gonna I pay the extra three dollars I throw it to grandma. Yeah, let me let me let me have a, a an account under your stuff. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. InterImage delivers digital transformation solutions for the intelligence community. We offer game-changing career opportunities for fully cleared software and system engineers, developers, and IT professionals. More at iImage.com careers. That's the letter iImage.com careers. I don't think it's terrible. But I still don't think Netflix is going to make it out. Even if they did it for $5, I ain't going to lie. I think people would still pay it. Yeah. I think it's still better than cutting the cord. But I definitely, like with the other options in the market, it's become harder. Because I know like that Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN package. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that that is a hard. One. That's a doozy right there, player. Like you know what I'm saying. Like they quickly like gain ground in streaming. Param- for that. Paramount Plus is coming out. Like whenever you start realizing some of the movies that 
a lot of these. Yeah, they're doing direct release to Paramount Plus. Yeah, now. like in some of the movies that these companies have, you're like, oh damn, I didn't realize. I forgot that this was fucking Paramount, right? Like even with uh, with Disney, right? You forget that Pixar is a part of Disney too. That's why they can stream both Wakanda Forever and Avatar. They own Marvel. It's like, and that's where I see again. Just like say, oh, you tripping with Netflix thing? Man, Netflix is iconic. The doom doom, everybody know that Netflix and chill, all these things. But it's like everything has a season, and just because you were the first to disrupt that market, doesn't mean that you're gonna be the the best or the last. I don't think Netflix going down without a fight, though. Have you ever looked into the Their cost financials? of producing content for them? Yeah, it's pretty astronomical. They're playing a long game. They're playing a long game and funding is drying up. And one of the things for them is with their original content too, the two movie part, because they they were playing they've been playing a game of getting like awards and stuff like that. So, you know, it can kind of solidify them as well in the media space. But it's like they gotta have certain it can't go just directly to Netflix. It actually does need to go to box office too. So that that's another game that they are playing with trying it, to get in the think, box think office. Think about Wakanda forever going direct to box office. You mean, I mean to uh, to Netflix? Like, what benefit do they have from releasing direct to their platform other than virality? That's it. And is virality isn't it's creating virality? New subscribers. It's to, it's to, I was about to say it's to get new subscribers, but all I'm gonna do is say, hey. Let me get your login right quick so I can watch this movie. So, if you love Netflix, pay for that shit. If you like me, watch the ship burn and enjoy the show. <laughs> watch the what? The ship burn and enjoy the show. Because <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you, I, I, I see next five years, bro, I definitely don't think they're going to be a premier streaming service. They might get blockbustered. The niggas that blockbustered, blockbuster, you might wanna, get blockbustered. You want to put some money on it? I put five on it. Five what? Five dollars, nigga. <laughs> five shares of Netflix. <laughs> How about that? Five shares of Netflix? Yeah, the price fell down pretty pretty. So you will buy me five shares of Netflix in, yeah, in the next if, five years. If they're around in five years, I'll buy you five shares of Netflix. We'll shake on it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like getting stocks, y'all. <laughs> Let's hope these niggas stick around. <laughs> I don't believe in them. Hey, I want y'all to we go we go. Time step all of this on, shit on, too. on uh, February February 5th at 7 o'clock in Dallas. <laughs> David Bellard said he gonna buy me. Okay, so if if we if if I lose though, what what you want? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I, think I play a give, fair, I play a fair game here. If 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 you lose, I'll buy you five shares of whatever stock is equal or lesser value of. With Netflix, sound good to me. Well, we gotta see share prices right now because them niggas is might be at, in the is shit. Is it at the current? Is it at the current price? We doing it yeah. at the current price? Yeah, I might buy you some fractionals. I don't know. Them niggas might be a thousand dollars a share. In, <laughs> That's why I'm making wrong. the bet, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Oh yeah, man. God damn it. I mean, yes. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them, huh? Be like Steve Hart with that damn buzz. <laughs> See what Netflix current price is. They're currently at three sixty five. Okay. 
So they'll be like, yeah, I'm willing to do that. Okay. So you probably have to buy me like some Tesla or some shit like that. Because I don't see him making it. But next topic, man. Well, what else we got to talk about? Let's keep it rolling, man. Oh, shout out, out shout out to our boy Scotty Smith. Major shout out, out to, to Lake Noir uh, with the Can Equity we hit the horns crowdfund. on this joint? I w- Hell yeah, man. They ended up um, surpassing their crowdfund goal. Um, shout out to my, my brother, Scotty. Major um, shout out to Scotty. Yeah, that's that's a major win. Um, equity crowdfunding platforms and projects. We talked about it with Vernon this month. Is like one of the things that created opportunities for us to get into these these larger projects that typically you need to be a high net worth individual to do. Um, you're able to get into these things and see some of the actionable benefits uh, we were just talking with one of his partners last mm-hmm. week, and the way that that play worked out is like chef's kiss, man. man. Like, a, and I just want to get a numbers over two hundred investors, mm-hmm. over five hundred k. Congratulations, my dog! Raised half a million dollars. They're gonna be owners in a progressive twenty unit tiny home uh, development. That's going to be like a little kickback retreat. They got a lake in the middle. Yeah, dog. It's real pressure, man. Lake Noir going to be a dope thing. Y'all y'all listen to that episode with Scotty. You know Lake Noir is going to be dope. We're going to have to go kick it out there, definitely. Um, but, man, it's major. And I want to say I want to mix no numbers up so we will get Scotty on and talk numbers. But I think the valuation came back like Yeah, the valuation came back, came back nuts, dog. We're we going to get him back on. We're going we gonna to talk about it. Shout out to Scotty. Shout out to everybody pushing the way forward and uh, getting our people to invest. Uh, equity crowdfunding, again, is another way just to get exposure. It's not something that's going to make you rich if you put $500 in, $1,000 in, but you can take your 1000 and see what it would do on a deal of that scale. Mm. Okay. Let's get to the next topic. Okay. Yeah, so this Chinese spy balloon stuff, man. That shit's crazy. Nah, man. I, as an American citizen, I feel unsafe right now. I feel like my tax dollars is being wasted. We have the world's highest defense budget, and it's not even close. I I think we're spending like 5X of what the nearest other country is spending. And you mean to tell me that yesterday, Jalen... Bust my head and told me, because I don't watch the news, y'all. I don't really be knowing what's going on. He's like, yeah, bro. You know, there's like a a spy balloon from China that's currently flying over the United States. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. What the fuck you talking about? It was actually two. It was one over North America and South America, too. So, again, hold up. Wait a minute. What the fuck are we really talking about here? So, this balloon flew from, you said Idaho? Canada. 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 From Canada down to South Carolina, North Carolina. And whenever I finally learned about it, that's the moment they shot it down. And I'm like, so this shit flew all over the country. (laughs) And then we shot it down. My question is, why? Why did it take so long? And why are we okay with Chinese surveillance? So, as... As my guy Arian said, they didn't know how how big the equipment was, how big the payload was that was attached to the actual balloon. It was like forty thousand feet in the air. Mm-hmm. So like it's, pre- huh? 
80,000 80, feet, feet in the air. air. Yeah, it's fucking high. When you're on a plane, nigga, if you're, you're like, like 30, 20, 40, it, yeah. 20 is pretty high on a plane. Like 30, 40. I don't, I don't think I've ever been 40 on a, no little passenger probably, flight. You've probably been like 35. 35 was the highest I've been on the passenger yeah, flight. I think I might have been 38 at one point. But to say, anyway, that's twice as high as we're typically flying, yes. right? Yes, it's, it's pretty freaking high. Um, so they didn't know if they shot it down, what it would look like that coming back down to earth. So <clears throat> that was one of the reasons why our government stated that they didn't shoot it down over well, the continent. I think that makes sense though. You know what I'm saying? That shit fall and smash somebody's house and you know, or right in the middle of a freeway, you know? Yeah. So that, that's why they didn't shoot it down over the continental U S but I still do call bullshit. Cause they could have shot it over a lot of farmland that it was over. Like, are you a small business owner looking to grow and expand your operations? Are you tired of all the gurus promising getting rich quick and then offering no results? At Black Wealth Renaissance, we understand the unique challenges business owners face in securing funding, and that's why we're excited to offer comprehensive funding solutions in partnership with You Leverage Capital. With You Leverage Capital, we've given you access to the Business Credit Builder, which is a powerful software that walks you through the process step by step of how to build business credit and guarantees you will secure the funding you need to grow and expand your business. Visit blackwealthrenaissance.com slash funding today and get started on building your business credit and securing the funding you need to grow and expand your business to the next level. Again, that's blackwealthrenaissance.com slash funding. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. The constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That shit was over the plains for Whenever a it was over over the middle of the, cut, yeah, the middle like, section, I, ain't too many people living in that part. Yeah, man. My, Wyoming, Montana. Montana all, yeah, man. If you live there, I'm not shitting on you. I hope that your home is nice and everything like that. But I know it's not as heavily populated man, as some I of the other states. I see the statistic when I was a kid. They said in Wyoming, your nearest neighbor is on average like 10 miles away. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you you could have shot that shit down over Wyoming. <laughs> ain't, shit, ain't shit out there. That's what that, that's basically what the fuck is going on. Uh, I'm not gonna say you are shit if you live out there. You are <laughs> you are a bundle of joy. 
<laughs> but yeah, so they didn't shoot it down. Something that I said is, man, I gotta stop fucking with TikTok, dog. If so these, if these motherfuckers this bold to go ahead and send a big big balloon over us, what they doing with TikTok, man? Oh man, they reprogramming our kids' minds. I gotta man. stop fucking with it, man. So you ain't you ain't on TikTok no more. I'm I ain't gonna lie. Shit. I'm, I'm about st- to delete the app off. My I'm phone. still on TikTok, but my concern has grown tremendously. The fact that, like, uh, so I think about this. Like, I'm a student of history. I, I love history, right? Me too. The United States since. Basically, the Revolutionary War, with the exception of 9-11, has never had an attack on its soil. Uh, we start thinking about who we are in the world, and we've been the world's economic superpower for the better part of a decade now. Um, I want to say we became the reserve currency back in, like, the like right after World, world War, war II. II. Yeah. So, like... Early 50s, late 40s, somewhere in that range. And what was that Going damn president? Almost 100 who, years. Who, who was the uh, speak softly and carry a big stick? Was that Theodore Roosevelt? I think so. And uh, and then it was the Monroe Doctrine. So, like, globally, we've been basically bullying motherfuckers with our military for a long time. Like, our military. For, so, where have we fallen in the United States to where... A country like China is like. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, we could try this shit because we're about to be the world's next economic superpower. So I just think it's interesting to see. Um, I'm definitely going to keep paying attention to trends. And seeing like what does that mean for our country to no longer be the premier? Because I think we we often as the United States just take that for granted. But I think in our lifetime we might see that shift actually but, occur. So we'll be again, more like a Britain. Being a student of history, I was just about to say that. Being a student of history, right? You gotta go look back. Who were the world superpowers before us? Britain was the most recent was the most recent before uh, before them before the British who was it? it was Spanish and Portugal Spanish and Portugal right so you got to go see okay what what happened with them and what it, what it, what do their kind of economies look like now because I think you have to understand what is a developing economy developed economy and mature economy and I feel like we are getting to that mature economy part Mm-hmm. Now and looking at what Britain has went through, I feel like if you aren't the world superpower, you also not looked at as like to be big brother. It, hey, it help take, me! It would take a lot of that inflationary pressures off of our money. I'll say that because like shit like Ukraine won't happen. Like, oh yeah, we need to send ten bees over there because like nah, nigga, we sent more than ten bees. I don't want to talk about the number. <laughs> we hitting our debt ceiling And we over here talking about We giving we giving out money like candy To the Ukraine Like Oprah in this bitch You get a <laughs> You get a tank You get a <laughs> You yeah. get a Sam Torrent Oh god But I am praying for the people over there Um, But yeah we, I think that that's a conversation That does need to uh, happen Is looking at what those uh, economies look like and what those previous uh, world powers look like now that they aren't there. Um, once again, even though P- 
people don't look at Britain as, you know, the go-to. Britain still is one of the vet, premier world yeah, economies. It's, For a while, their dollar was still worth more than ours. The euro was still worth more than, and the, I think the Great British Prime at 1.2 was worth more than the U.S. dollar. Um, so, like, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I think, like, people think Rome when they think the end of uh, a, civilization. a civilization, right? Or, like, the current standing of our civilization. It's like, America will never be great again. or But it's like, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. But with the way we're trending, we just wouldn't be number one. Number one. That might be good for us. Who knows? Because America need to focus on itself. As long as I'm military, number one, I don't have no problems. <laughs> as long as they're securing that dollar, huh? Hell yeah. But once again, I, my faith is not fully... Not fully invested in them right now. Sir. What's, what's, what's the next topic, man? So, last topic I wanted to get into was um, lessons of the month. I think that's lesson that I've learned um, continuing just like off the 22 lessons mm-hmm. in business, man. Uh, placing high, high value on delegation uh, and automation. Mm. So, taking as many tasks as you can and allowing automation and and being able to delegate things is going to be very paramount to the success of your business. Right. Uh, You have a certain set of gifts, skills, and talents as an individual. We all do. And sometimes in the solopreneur mindset, we get in the habit of thinking that our gifts, skills, and talents transfer to every arena. Because mm. we had to be that person for the business starting out. But as you start making a little bit of money, as you're not using your business as a personal bank account, as you're starting to grow and scale, one of the things that I think is very important and paramount that we just keep having this conversation, because, again, we're talking about sustainable business. Um, when it comes to reinvesting profits, what does reinvesting profits looks like? And reinvesting profits should be into skip tasks that you delegate and softwares and processes that can help you automate things that you're doing manually to keep the business flowing. Mm. So for us, what is that looking like right now? That's expanding from just having one person do everything. Everything. (laughs) Like, so, okay, I'm the email person. I'm the, what you call it? I, I do emails. I do social media. I do all these things, right? You're you're all these things for your business. Take some of the money that you're making and use it to pay somebody else. So it's like, okay, you were writing all your own emails. Now you pay this person to write your emails. And it slowly but surely allows you to buy your time back and, cre- and increase the effectiveness of your business. Because now, instead of you're being scattered all over the place and i wish we'd have got a chance to talk to brother dre earlier um because like that's something he always talks about being a focused focused. entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um you're instead of being scattered all over the place and diverting your efforts to 10 different things which are all important you can focus on the thing that best suits your gifts skills and talents Mm -hmm. i like that i like that lesson of the month yeah delegation and automation automation yeah, automation is definitely can help you out a lot. But that delegating piece is, is huge. Just 
not always taking on the the force on your own. <sighs> I try. I'm struggling with it still. I ain't gonna lie. Nigga, don't listen. And I do. I get. I'm getting better, nigga. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, yeah. I don't get. I don't think it's all gonna be at once, but I'm getting better step by step. What would you say was the biggest thing you learned this month, man? The biggest thing I learned this past month, practicing good stewardship. Uh, I think we were having that conversation last night. Um, I was just reading the book Profit for First. I finally finished Suzanne's uh, version, and she just talked about stewardship. She talked about you know not taking your gifts for granted making sure that you're doing everything that you can to 10 X and multiply those gifts and give it on to the world. Um, even talking to Mr. Clive, that was kind of like the same thing, right? Like shout out to class, sorry, coffee bar. Yeah. It's not, this business is not my business. It is a business that God gave on to me. So it's not my responsibility to make sure that it's going to be, what I want it to be. My responsibility is to be a good steward to God and follow to the people to God and the people, right? To follow the, the, I'm not going to say, I'm trying to see to follow and practice what he gave me mm-hmm. and also to amplify what he gave me. Right. So whatever skills, whatever talents he put in me, I need to amplify those, but I also need to be a blessing onto the people and exemplify him through that by practicing good stewardship. That is major, man. And practicing good stewardship looks different to in everybody's business. Um, definitely, I think a word that keeps coming back to me and that is serving. It's like not being into your own self-interest. Mm. Um, I think I was having that conversation when we were talking about this yesterday as well, just like the person who only wants wealth for their own reasons is a selfish person and that person won't find fulfillment. And that's a lesson that I think I'm internalizing as well. Cause it's like at the end of the day, you're the, the reason the wealth will be created is cause you're offering some type of service or value mm-hmm. and that the service of value, once you scale up and, Delegating, automating all these things. If you're only using it for self indulgence at that point, it was all for nothing because you're not being a good steward anymore. Mm. You you you're in the position now. You built you've built the business, but you're no longer practicing the principles that got you there. Mm. That's good. Um, even with self indulgence, right? I've been retapping into uh, outwitting the devil, and that's something that he spoke about as well. That's one of the ways that he gets. He gets uh, people into hypnotic rhythm is through overindulgence, mm-hmm. whether that be through food, gluttony, whether that be through sex or what's, what's the proper word promiscuousness or through uh, money, greed. greed, through greed. So gluttony, like you said, promiscuity, prom- That's the yeah, promiscuity or greed. Right. So. What the book talks about is if a person can't control these three things, they're going to be a drifter through life because if you can't control your gut, you're never going to have internal control Mm -hmm. because you're putting anything into your body. You're not, (laughs) you're, you, you don't know how to say, okay, this is enough food. I'm done. I'm full. So now 
I can sway you with anything if I know how to get to you through food or if you don't have control you over have sex. Health issues. Yeah, you're going to have health issues. If, if, if you don't know how to control your sex drive. How many great men have we seen fall because of that? I can I can. I can sway you, persuade you that way. All I got to do is pull on your pecker. Or, and the, the thing, Sad. it wasn't even just pulling on a pecker, it was flattery. Flattering someone through their sexual urges and things like that, right? And one of the things that he talk, that the book talks about is transmuted, transmutating sexual that energy. sexual energy into something that's greater, Right. It's okay to have sex, like it's a part of life, but don't allow sex to be the only thing that propels you and transmutate that energy. If you feel like, oh man, I'm horny out, maybe you like to beat your meat, masturbate, or whatever you like to do, right? And if you're doing that three, four times a day, though, you know how much you are a fiend. You know how much more times you can be doing something productive instead of actually participating in that and sexual activity sexual indulgence exactly it, it's not just like like you said it masturbating sex itself even just the time that you're thinking about thinking about spending thinking about sex like mm, thinking about it exactly like that's so much energy that you can be putting into other things that can propel you forward through life and the last one once again the uh greed if i can sway you with money i can get you to do anything if I put the if I put a big enough bag in front of your face, you I can get you Jews. to do anything. That's deep. So that's some of the things that uh You gotta be standing on your principles and morals at one point. It gotta be integrity. Money can't yeah. be the only thing. That was just, and that just goes into that selfishness and you know self indulgence at the self end of the day. Self indulgence, yes, sir. Um Don't but, be self indulgent, be a servant. I like that. It might be the title of the uh, the pod for this one. That's good. Shit, you got anything else, my brother? Uh, no, man. Uh, y'all just keep tapping in and rocking with your boys, man. Hope y'all enjoyed this brief episode. Like I said, we're going to get these out uh, at least once a month. We're going to be talking about different topics that affect us in real time. Um, offering our perspective, offering some information that should be able to assist you. Really focusing on helping business owners grow this year. We're talking about sustainable business mm -hmm. um, because not enough of us are talking about it. I really do think that our community would benefit from having more realistic conversations about business, not just the stuff that gets likes and clicks and follows, right? Because, I mean, we all know the stuff. We've made jokes about it multiple times. These are things that have helped us grow our platform, right? The hacks, the plays, mm -hmm. the things like that. Those are good. They're sexy, but those aren't sustainable. It's not substance. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Like, we talked about it on a couple of the episodes recently, like the G-Wagon thing, right? It's a joke now, but whenever it was in the height of it. Everybody had one. Everybody had one. It was like getting business credit to buy a G-Wagon. George, me and him was talking about it. It was like, there are people that got business credit, levered themselves up to the teeth, and bought things that weren't revenue generating assets because they were trying to run a play instead of building a sustainable business. So the one lady who got 2 million in PPP loans, bro, they went to she her, her ass whoops, bro. Sir. They went to her house. She had three luxury vehicles in the driveway and they stated that she had, uh, she had she some body, body done, right? Yeah. Body surgery and everything like that. But it's like, you ain't got, you got to pay that money back. 
It's a PPP loan, she, not grant, she nigga. She heard for, forgivable and thought her her situation counted. Not for a fake ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, buying a fake ass with a PPP loan is crazy. It's p- p- pathetic. <laughs> That's what it is. Shit. Now you got to say that. P- 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 <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Let's wrap this shit up, dog. Let's wrap this shit up. This thing is crazy. That poop up a poon. We don't need no liquor. We we crazy enough as it is, man. But uh, nah, man. Yeah, we wrapping this thing up. Um, fuck, yeah, man. I, 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 I was talking about. Nah, man. I just want to say uh, thank you to all the listeners once again. Y'all keep on tapping in. Um, this episode, we not always gonna just. Give the highlights and all that. Like, we want to make sure that you guys are really running sustainable businesses, that these businesses are able to grow, um, making sure that you're thinking about exit strategies in your business. Once again, it's okay to sell if you're selling to level up. Uh, maybe business is stressing you out and you've done a lot of work and you've got it to a really nice, valuable situation. Sell it while it's valuable versus when it's undervaluable. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. We just keep saying we're gonna wrap up. I think about Chinese restaurants. Now that you say that, like, there's Chinese restaurants are gonna be a thing of the past. You think so? Yeah, because think about how Chinese restaurants are ran. They're typically family businesses, and they never focus on an exit. They just make the money, and then they their exit is getting their kid to do something better than working a Chinese restaurant. So. I don't know. I feel like Chinese food is always going to be here. No, I'm talking about like the family-owned Chinese restaurant. Okay. They have a bunch of Panda E's and Payways and shit like that. I could see that, maybe. Just saying. Interesting. It's, it's something I was reading about it. But uh, let me shut the fuck up. Again, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Um, another installment of the Blackwell Renaissance Podcast. Five-star rating and review for you boys. If you're looking for business funding, go to blackwellthrenaissance.com slash funding. Sustainable ways to grow your business. That's what we're here for. And until next time, this is Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. The constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. 
Bueno, ¿qué pasó anoche? Ok, no es lo que esperaba, pero tenía el nivel perfecto de picante. Suena interesante y caliente. Tenía todo el sabor. Los Ghost Pepper Wings de Popeyes son tan deliciosos. Espera, yo pensé que hablábamos de tu cita. A veces las cosas no son lo que parecen. Pruebo hoy los Ghost Pepper Wings de Popeyes por 5 dólares, que tienen el nivel perfecto de sabor y picante. Por tiempo limitado en restaurantes participantes de Estados Unidos. Precio puede variar. Impuestos extra. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 